1: This week on Thinker Girl, the podcast. Our first summer series with the young mummy, with Jess and Steph from How To Live, and Rosie Rees joins us on the show. The Thinker Girls, hello. Hola. Hello. Hi. The Thinker Girls. Thanks for (laughs) joining our show.
2: Hello. Hello. Hey,
1: guys. Hi. Hello. (laughs) Oh, hi, girls. (laughs) The Thinker Girls. All the thoughts you're thinking but not saying. Welcome to Thinker Girl, the podcast with one Thinker Girl, Stacey June For our first Summer Series episode, one of four that we'll play to you across this break. Uh, Hope you're doing well. If you haven't listened to us before or you're finding us and this podcast for the first time, it's probably a good time because we will go back over the last 12 months of our favourite gems uh, from all the different guests that we've had on the show for 2016. Uh, And Christy will join you next week and then we'll have a couple more after that leading us into the new year, which we've got some really exciting things happening for the podcast. Um, and, of course, back on our Kiss um, and Mix radio shows across the country, Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, The Thethinkergirls.com.au is where you can find our um, our life, basically, our our radio show and all the different episodes from from The Thinker Girl, the podcast, uh, which is where this – Show started, um, so if you are a, a person that's listening to the radio podcast every week, make sure you head back uh, to Think Girl the podcast to the three years ago and start the start the journey from our regional radio days. Because as Christy often says, uh, it is absolutely a documentation of our friendship um, and all the different things that we've learned. I've chosen a few uh, interesting gems this week uh, that really resonated with me from different guests, and I want to crack right into it. Hope you're enjoying a pina colada or maybe. I don't know, good refreshing soda water with a lot of lime, a lot of fresh lime. Um, but I wanted to crack right into a podcast where I spoke about something that I think is often ignored. We've done it on the show also, um, and it is uh, we, it was with the young mummy who has absolutely killed it this year. She's pregnant with her second child, and it's a bit of an Instagram sensation, but we had her on the show, and she's so much more than that. She's so smart and, and honest and, and so happy to be vulnerable and, and really true to herself. I, I don't know. There's something really magic about her. Um, Sophie is her name. And you can find her on Instagram with her huge followers and community. This episode did extremely well for us and went up in January in 2016. I spoke about how hard your 20s actually are and why. Or maybe, I don't know what the reason is, but but how we're not talking about it. The 20s are a lot of pressure. Anyway, I'll crack into it. Have a listen. Everyone's so scared of turning 30. And I'm like, why? Your 20s are fucking hard. Yeah, It's that a means- friend of a friend who's going through a breakup And, um, and he was telling me about this breakup and how devastated they, they were. And and it was really, it was just a shit thing to hear. Mm. And I said, you've got to tell her that your twenties are hard and that no one tells you because Mm, I feel like when you're going through it and everybody is, you know, you are, Christy. So many people that listen to the show are, so many of my mates are, um, and I still kind of feel like in a way I'm kind of navigating, but I do feel like it's, I kind of got, it. Yeah. I, you do feel a little bit when you get to 30. I hope you do because it's a good thing. A little relief so. Kind of, because yeah. if we're really honest with ourselves, yes, I partied. Yes, I traveled. There were really good things. And the things that are sold to you in the fucking, you know, Kentucky brochure when you leave school <laughs> and you look at what life's mm. going to be like in your 20s, there is parts of that that are true. But yeah. no one tells you about the fact that you don't know who you are, you're going yeah. out to the real world for the first mm. time. You're trying to figure out your way as an adult. You're trying to figure out if you have a voice, if you don't have a voice, what is your voice? Mm. What do you think? What do you think that's you and not what your parents told you? It is so difficult. Mm. And then you add first loves and first big breakups for a lot of people Mm. in that. And you go through it. And whilst you've got your mates, you're all generally in your 20s. Like you're kind of in a bit of a pack. And I was, and I so was that. And I'm really lucky. I have... Mates that are way younger than me and way older than me. It's just kind of how I roll. Um, So I feel like I wanted to tell him to Mm. tell her that because I was like, fuck, I wish someone had told me that because in the moments when I was having my breakups or I was having my real shitty times where I was like, I need to buy a house because that's the thing everyone Mm. needs to Mm. do and Mm. would do my head in about it. I wish someone would have told me like, this is really hard and you're trying to figure out what's right for you but – There's all these things and stickers everywhere, whether it's a commercial, whether it's your family, whether it's in your own head, of ways to do it. And there is no right or wrong. And everyone is feeling a little bit like they're drowning like you are. I think on the flip side,
3: not only, and I think you're so right, and I'm nodding my head going, yep, 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 with everything that you're (laughs) saying as somebody um, who is in their mid-20s now, that... um, Stace, not only how you just said no one's telling you that it's hard, there's also on the flip side this pressure where everyone's telling you it's fucking great. And I think that in itself. And it is, should be great. And yeah, it needs to look great. And it needs to be. And you need to be enjoying it. And you should be single. And you should be traveling. And then you should have a yep. house. And you should find your dream career because it's way easier for you kids than it was for me in my day. You know, you've got, you know, you know way more opportunities and way more uni courses. So you ne- there needs to be this pressure for you to to find what it is that you love doing and, and find yeah. the the body partner of your dreams. It's all of this, and yeah, this pressure. pressure
4: I think, yeah, I was going to say the pressure. Like, I'm, I'm 25 now, but obviously I'm settled and married young with my baby, but I can see all of my friends all around me just feeling this pressure of, do we keep being young, do we keep partying, and do we keep sort of going on with this lifestyle we had when we were teenagers or or do we have to settle down? Do we have to buy houses? Do we have to marry these guys that we've been with for five, six years, even though they might not be the one that, you know, they really should be with? But exactly. Do they, have, do they have to settle oh, for that lifestyle I'm because so, that's what you do in your 20s? I'm so
1: passionate it, about that that one that you just said everyone's looking for the one in their 20s. Now, look, my very best mate found hers. Christy, I do believe, you know, you are with a guy that you will be with. You know, like there are, it isn't all that you need to, you don't have the one. But I feel like so many of us sit in that relationship and think, Mm, I'm fucked. If he's not the one, it has to be this guy because I'm fucked.
4: You know, you're meant to be
1: finding someone in your 20s.
4: Yes. No! And I can name, I can name <laughs> yeah, three, four of my good friends who, you know, um, you know, from all sort of different friendship groups that I look at. And although, yes, I am married and baby, like I knew that me and Jared knew from meeting each other as teenagers, that was it. We were going to settle young and that. And we're happy as Larry. And I never want to ever come across as rubbing that into my friends ever. But I see these ones who are almost settling for these half-assed relationships. And mm. I'm like, no, like now that I'm married, I have this, this, like different outlook on life that I'm, I'm confident, I'm genuinely happy, but I'm like, I know that you're not. you yeah. have still have so, and
1: many that's hard to play that role too, because it does sound, yeah. a, you know, people can go, "What do you know? You got it early." Like, you know, that yeah. I guess that that would be tricky, but I suppose it's in a so way, yeah. you also know, regardless of whether you found it early, it was right. Mm. But I will say yeah. this, and this is the real big point you guys are the minority you know yeah. i think yeah. i don't think it's yeah, it's as minor but i do think it is more on the minority than it is oh, on the I majority that. that you're yep. finding people early i mm. think I think that that is – and that's why I feel so blessed to have watched a lot of people around me, you know. But yeah. on the flip side, mm. I watched a lot of people around me have that, so I put so much pressure on myself to make mine work, and it yeah. didn't. You know – And it wasn't right.
3: When when we were just saying that, that word – and you just said it again then, Stace – pressure, I don't think that that – the pressure doesn't go anywhere. No, like when, you're you're, right. you're, like throughout your whole life, it's not just your 20s because then, you know, or your stage of your life because then when you, you know, you find the one, you know, if you are lucky enough to find them, whatever age you're at, 30, 40, 50, where people go, well, what now? Or you've had one mm-hmm. baby. Okay, what now? Like there's, yeah, there's well, always pressure, but I think... I understand that there is this extra amount within your 20s where it's this building it's like this laying down foundations and if you think about it like you say stace figuring out who you are what do you stand for what do you want what makes you happy what makes your heart sing um you know all of those things it takes work and it doesn't just come easily you don't just you don't just get on a flight you know a whirlwind tour and then you know rock up in london and then just have the best time ever like even things that are sold to you on the fucking kentucky tour book where everybody's mid laugh and having, and a, having like, a
1: really good time because they're all fucking Yeah,
3: like my like even my sister that was overseas in her 20s is I'm homesick. I will do anything to come home. And there's <laughs> this so pressure funny. that you put on yourself because you're 20 and you're overseas. You need Me to having you fun. need to Have be fun. enjoying yeah, every yeah, moment. Yeah. And you don't yeah. need to because there's good and bad. In yep. every part of your life, regardless of what I it will, is. I
1: will say this as someone that, you know, clocked it. I um, I had a really rough time. I partied hard and I, fuck, I, I lived overseas. I traveled so much and did all of those tick boxes that have things that they encourage you to do. But yeah. by far, I reckon it will be, you know, it's, it's so hard. And... I don't think it is easy. I don't think there is a formula that you can do to make it easy because I think that's what it's supposed to be. But if you do do the work and if you do look for your truth, like in all of the different messaging you get, when you flip to 30, it does feel easier. I swear to God. I I don't put so much pressure what on myself. Is it, what is it you reckon that, that well, is essentially did, you go, oh, well, it's just a number, what does it mean? Well, I did the work. I think yeah. that's the difference. Like I didn't try and get told, you know, I, I really did try and find what was right for me and, and really kind of figure that out. But it took a lot of shoveling. Like I, you know, had so much stuff that was sold to me as it sold to all of us, you know, of the way that things are supposed to be. Um, yep. But I really tried to work very, very hard. And f- I think people are probably a little bit luckier because I think people, I think people probably, well, it feels like other people are more simple than me. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I had to work really hard because I feel like I, I'm a bit, I was a bit different to my surroundings. So I had to really dig through what was offered to me mm. and look f- for Question what was true to me. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But I think that's, you know, particularly friends that have moved from the country to the city and they've got all these kind of men- ideas of the way your life is in the country, but then you're living in the city and you're, comp- you're, you know, you're conflicted and there's so many different conflicts. But if you do do the work and you do try and figure out what works for you, then by the time yep. you're 30, it does feel easier. I will mm-hmm. say that. Like we say that things are hard and it's always going to be hard. There's always going to be something. But I promise you, it feels better here. Mm. It just does. And Mm. I don't know if that's a single thing for me. Like I said, I don't think you just get to 30 and you get that badge. But if you do do the work and you do look, look within a bit, by the time you're there, you go, oh, fucking hell, yeah. I've kind of got an idea of what I like. I've kind of got a bit of an idea of who I am. I even might even say, look Mm. in the mirror and like myself. Mm. Heavens Mm. forbid. (laughs) And then you're kind of high-fiving because... That's the beginning to things being a lot. Easier. There's nothing
3: in me that's scared, and maybe I'll be different as it as it approaches nearer. But there's nothing really in me that's scared of thirty. See, um, I'm a little
4: so, bit scared. are you? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I'm. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good how question, funny is it because
1: I, you, I don't know what it
4: is. I was even scared of turning twenty-five. I think because I just still feel, feel like, despite the fact you've got a dog, despite the fact that am still feel like I'm 20 some days and then I can't well, oh, get up and I'm like, where's my where's my youth gone? But then you know what? You just gotta keep yourself young,
1: really. That's why I want it. So. Yeah. Like I, I don't really feel any different. Except more that it's just better. What does it know. feel yeah.
3: like? When do you ever go, Oh, I feel I feel twenty five or I feel I feel thirty eight? Like who Yeah you who says what it needs to feel like? I it's, felt thirty. Yeah, exactly. When I turned thirty I was
1: like ready. I was like I don't yep. know. It's different. I just kinda Because you know went, how people it's like what Soap just said. So she goes, I don't
3: feel twenty five. Like yeah. what are
1: you Well who's I felt nineteen? Who says? Like I, mean, I don't know. You. I don't
3: I don't know. I don't know what I I don't know what I feel like. I just feel like an age, like
1: Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's happening over here? <laughs> I,
3: I was She's just like, trying to articulate like, I was trying to articulate the fact that I felt nothing, which is not like likely for me that I just i I'm just like eh. I'm not like I feel 30 or I feel 25 or I feel 18. Christy, but
1: that is you. You are pretty crazy. I'm just As like a person. You're yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah, I was gonna say. I reckon that's a good thing. Not to yeah, feel it's it's, it's yeah. the best thing ever.
3: Zane's mum, my boyfriend's mum, always says that whenever it's a birthday. Um, she's always like, yeah, you know, don't worry about age. It's just a number. She's one of those people that always harps yeah. on about that. She's like, because when you're 50, you feel 40, and when you're 60, you feel you know, like you know, 50, and then like, there's no
1: such thing. There's no such yep. thing as feeling an age and, and then the I'm world like, I changes know. around us like 20 something became the millennial chick you know it kind of turned from 22 to 35 is mm. that real same <laughs> demo like Things are, things mm. shift. It, it's never the same. Like, I yep. don't feel any different to my friends that are still in their 20s. Like, even my cousin said to me, she turned 29 a few weeks ago, and, and she was like, I was like, oh, fuck, you're older than one of my best mates. I was like, shit, I didn't even realize. Like, mm. you yeah. just kind of mm. start to see people mm. as people. Well, mm. I choose to anyway. Mm. I won't be defined by any of that stuff. I hope that yep. will hold me in good stead, you know. Oh, we'll have this conversation when I'm 60. My mum's about... Yeah, we'll see my you just ter- when you're My mum yeah. just turned 60 and she's so excited. So I don't know. She, Maybe it's something that you look at, you know, you look up to. What like, do you
3: re- What's she excited about? The number of Come the party. She's, 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 she's bloody counting down yeah. to this big shindig she's having
1: that oh, I keep it's hearing a bloody about. bloody headache. It's been... <laughs> Oh, I've, I've had, had to run the show. Stace also
3: oh. can't wait for it because she just wants <laughs> yeah. it to be fucking
1: over. Where's the party? I want to be there. It's gonna be. It was actually. what just happened. It was quite good. Oh, amazing. I it love did just that. But when you hear it, it just happened. Yeah. Continuity, <laughs> just trying to make that work. We're recording a fuckload like really early on. So oh. These little free th- th- flow out through oh. January. <laughs> 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 What's that? <laughs> it's Just the Thinker Girls laughing at their latest video. Catch it on YouTube,
3: youtube.com slash the Thinker Girls.
1: That was quite, That it's just a different way I think of looking at your 20s because I feel like a lot of the time there's a lot of expectation for them to be perfect and party and all these different things and actually I, I think that they, they could be t- potentially – uh, some of the hardest years of your life because they're so formative. Anyway, I want to move on to the next gem that I loved this year. It was with Jess and Steph from How To Live. They're fashion designers, have amazing, cool, quirky summer um, summer flats. They're platform flats. You really need to check them out. And, um, and they brought a really interesting joint gem, actually, about women changing their name. I think one of them was in a relationship at the time. Uh, and, oh no, they were both in relationships, actually, and had um, some interesting takes on that. We've we've covered bits and pieces about this uh across the the years. Um but their taken and, and I suppose their um discovery about where they stood in this decision was really interesting and Christy and I weigh into.
2: Okay, so um, this next one is about women changing their name when they get married. It's something that Steph and I just cannot comprehend because I think both of us agree that, you know, at least it would be a discussion that you guys have. Do you want to take my name? Should we think of a middle name? Should we both have... Both of our names, Mm. you know, and it just doesn't seem to be the done thing at the moment, even though it should
1: be. Mm -hmm. I love that you've said the discussion point because I think a lot of the time people jump at people that speak about these types of issues, whether it's how you get married, whether it's the way you do all of this from a feminist perspective. Mm -hmm. And they assume that it's got to be one way or the other. So as a feminist, you absolutely can't take someone's name. Or if you're not a feminist, you take their name. It's not that simple. But I am so with you on that where's even the just the discussion totally and i think also do what the fuck you want but how are we not even considering it exactly
2: and you know there's that whole like carrying on the family name and it's like well if i'm the only daughter you know if i'm the only child in Mm. the family and i want to carry on my
1: name shouldn't we both take that name that makes much more sense you were saying before when we were quickly talking about this also the facebook thing
5: yeah so every time somebody gets married. Suddenly they have a new name, and the next day I can't even find them.
1: I don't know her name. <laughs> My mates like.
2: did that too, and on Instagram it freaked me out. It it's like of... it's the first thing they do before they yes. even like consummate the marriage, they go home and quickly change their Facebook. Well, what it comes up as a notification they're...
3: that I they've mean, changed Christy, their name.
2: You
1: change? Will you change your name? Well, this is I really mean, I interesting. That about you, but.
3: This is very interesting because it's interesting when you girls kind of brought this to the table and then when you said, Stace, there's all of these connotations that go along with, well, you know, let's have a discussion about this or I'm, I'm not just going to change my name without thinking that, that you're bitter or it has to be a certain way or it's not up for discussion. And I've kind of brought this up with my partner before and said, I don't I don't think I'd want to change my last name. And he got very offended. He was like, well, yeah. if that's... But isn't that what marriage is? Isn't that what, what, um, you know, becoming part of the family is? Or, you know, what about our kids? And I think that's the, everyone gets so caught up in the kid. Or what about if the kid has a different name? It's like,
1: is that really the end of the world? Well, I don't think it is. I think it's an actual cop-out for people to continue traditions to stay the same. But at the same time, each to their own. Like, I know that some people really like the
5: and 365 day returns.
1: Tradition side of it, there's nothing yeah, wrong I do. with that.
5: I think people feel pressured though and that's the mm. thing that if you went to a guy and you said, oh, I'm thinking about maybe we're doing something else, it's never maybe we should take my name. You know, nobody would ever take the girl's name. That would be weird. The guys would get paid out about it. Yeah, that would be honest. humiliating. It's it's really like either you take the guy's name or the girl sticks to her own name and then the guy's the, the kids still get the guy's name or a mix of the names. In, it's never the woman's name. In the
3: past, I've been very, very, um, very, very strong in that, no, nah, I'm definitely not changing my name. And actually, the older that I've gotten, the more I've I've thought about the approach that you guys were speaking of, which is let's have a, a conversation about it and find like a middle ground. Yeah. And I've even known people that, that the girl's last name has worked as a middle name for the kid. And that's yeah. kind of a way to carry it on. And then they've decided not to change their name. But then it's still a little bit of a... Paying but it's homage to their last name with their kids. And it's still only a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like, as girls, we only ever get a little bit. It's yeah. never the full... It's compliment. never the
1: whole part. And let's also look at that. That's for the kids, but mm. you've still changed your name. Yeah. yeah. So I think you can justify it however you like, and that's fine if that's what you want. But let's own that, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So mm. if you do want to change your name, and you kind of give your child a middle name to pay homage, like you said, let's still own that you're, you're making that choice because mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. But I do think there needs to be clarity around it. Totally. Yeah. Like I am going to take my partner's name because I'm a traditionalist and I like the idea of him being the man and us for And you under can still be
3: and you can still be a strong feminist and want to have those views. Totally. totally. But the yeah.
1: discussion's important and you're yeah. right. I don't think it happens enough. I don't it think it's even an option or it's an even a consideration. I wrote a whole article about wedding traditions, um why do they happen and why aren't we questioning them? Like mm-hmm. the throwing of the bouquet, the proposal, and all yeah. so many people People took that as I meant I didn't agree with all of those traditions. So it's yeah. like I was saying before, it's got to be one way or the other, but all the article was was why aren't we talking about it. what they meant? Because exactly. some of the
3: symbolism is actually really fucked and when you look at weddings. you still
1: want to do that great but just be educated in what the fuck it means and where it comes from mm-hmm. that's really? all I think is the the point and there's this it's all it's always black and white definitely what about you girls what would you do well I think a funny thing to add is that
2: both of our boyfriends have horrendous last names <laughs> and yeah, neither of us would take them anyway <laughs> <laughs>
3: regardless <laughs> so even
2: if they were good we wouldn't take them but the fact
5: that, my- that they're bad
2: is like deal breaker right
5: there
3: <laughs> that's the best <laughs> that makes shit easy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah do, no it- for discussion.
1: It's a real funny one though. I mean and how have they, like what have their reactions been to that? Because that, well, they know their names are bad so they laugh and say yeah don't take it. Or well I,
5: I know that about us you know like yeah. if you know us you know that we're the kind of chicks that just would not be down for that. We're very strong and I mean as you said strong women also keep their names but yeah. that, it's just something that they obviously always knew prepared and prepared for your
1: position. Obviously. Yeah, exactly. and
5: I think you know, for me, I would turn around and say, "Well, would you take my name?" Mm. And if if you were really in like an even relationship and it was in an even playing field, then you could both consider each other's names. But for them, I don't think I would ever be with somebody that would expect me to take their name. Mm. Yeah, mm. I agree with that.
1: I yeah, I, yeah, I mean yeah, I was right. with a guy, and I think and and I there was those fundamentals that I think in the end were interesting in that you don't break up with someone that wants to change your name before you're married with them. But I think for me, it was about, okay, I need somebody that really, truly doesn't question that in me. totally, mm-hmm. And yeah. then I
2: just think that in some way, you're not equals unless you can, you know, have that discussion. Exactly. Where there's no
1: expectation. Yeah. yeah.
5: And it could go either way. And if it ends up with you taking his name, that's fine. But
3: mm. as long as everybody's been open to everything. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And, you, and everyone's heard. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
3: So weird because Zane, my boyfriend, he's very open and I feel very, we're very even and I feel very supported. But that's just one thing that he's, but then it's the traditionalist thing. I think that's where it comes into play. Mm. Like, because I was going to say, well, obviously, you know, you guys have attracted you know, people that are supportive of what your stance is. So that yeah. kind of makes sense. But then I was thinking about my own relationship. But I'm like, wait, hang on a second. That doesn't make sense for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh oh. Do we just cause an argument in your relationship? Zane, you got something coming. <laughs> Maybe a discussion. <laughs>
6: <Yeah.
2: laughs> Reckon the Thinker Girls are oversharers. Wait till you see them on Snapchat.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on a sec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. Can I just put a bra on first? See what goes down behind the scenes. Follow The Thinker Girls on Snapchat. So getting into the last gem on this summer summer sessions with Stacey June, one half of The Thinker Girls. Thanks so much for listening. Um, Rosie Rees is uh, the nude yoga instructor that got me to do that class all those moons ago and was on the podcast uh, a few years ago, in fact, and we got her back because she is somebody that um, I think everybody needs to hear more of. Uh, She is a life coach and and does does the nude yoga on tour around the country. So if you're even slightly remotely interested, it was a life-changing experience for me and not because I do yoga and not because you know, it was just about nudity. There was so much more that went into it. So I really do encourage you to look her up and and all of her info is on our Facebook page for this week. Um, But one thing that I think I really took from this episode was I think this was probably one of the most vulnerable episodes we've ever done with a guest. She completely stripped her soul bare. Uh, she was going through um, a, a transition period with her, her, her partner at the time. Um, and since following on social media, she's still going through that journey and spoke about the fear of being alone. And I think at this time of year, Christmas and summer, There's a lot of joy, a lot of good, a lot of intimacy, a lot of love that goes on. But but on the absolute flip side of that, it can also bring up some emotions. And it certainly does for me where you end up feeling quite alone. And it's, it's hard because I often think in my positive head, don't look for what you don't have, but it's not always easy to sit in that. Sometimes around Christmas time, I, I get a bit impatient and think, well, I would really like to have my own family. Um, and so the fact that she opened up and spoke about the fear of being alone and someone that's so empowered and so in touch with herself and was still learning those things, I think is really helpful for all of us, especially for those of you that have maybe been be feeling a little bit funny at this time of year.
6: So it is in line with my my career in vulnerability. Um, It is about, so it's a vulnerable topic for me to share, but it's something that I'm feeling or I have been feeling over the past few weeks, but I haven't really been speaking about openly yet. Um, So it's the fear of being alone, actually. So I'm in a process at the moment with my partner, and we're looking at our future and, um, you know, where we want to go and how that we want that to look. Mm-hmm. And potentially we'll be uncoupling or breaking up. Um, so it's a conscious uncoupling process. And what's come from that is this feeling of, oh, God, I don't know if I'm ready to be alone. Yeah. I'm scared of being alone. What does this look like? Um, like it says, this real conditioning in our society that we have to have a partner to feel whole and. I think after being in a relationship for a number of years, it can be a little scary coming out the other side and going, okay, shit, I need to yeah. to retrain myself in being myself and whole again and sleeping on my own and all
1: that kind of stuff. Mm. Which, that's
6: what's been on my mind.
1: When you say, um, and we'll just crack into that because I think it's nice that you've shared all that and we'll, we'll go straight in. But mm. I think um, I, is when you say you aren't sure that you want to be alone, are you aware of whether that is about yourself or whether that is about him? As in
6: not having him,
1: yeah. You know, when you say oh, I don't want to be alone, it's is it you know is that definitely a oh I don't want to be alone? As in I don't want to be on my own, rather than I think we should be together.
6: Mm, I think it is more of a. Um, I'm not sure we're 100 percent matched, so yeah. it's the question of yeah. Would I rather be alone or would I rather be you know be with him? Mm-hmm. Um, It's a bit
1: confusing, to be honest. It is. And Mm -hmm. that's why I asked the question because I think that got me stuck and it gets a lot of people stuck in this process really early stages after a separation happens where you feel so much and it is so hard because you're trying to decipher between unhealthy, I suppose, and I don't like to use the word unhealthy, but things and dependencies and attachments that you've come to, Without the, without them actually being anything about your relationship and being more about your your, your issues stuff. Uh, and things that you are uncomfortable so, with, so, so then, to try and figure out whether that's that's a love or that's an issue with you being on your own is it's really tricky so to navigate. Then how
3: do you then possibly try to do that, Nori? How do you try to navigate that without without I don't know completely. Cutting ties and then being on your own to suss out whether it is one or the other. Like, have you are you trying to figure out a way to to do that whilst still both working on stuff together?
6: Yeah, I think what we what happened to us is we became very codependent and we relied on each other, um, and we felt that that there's a, quite a strong attachment. And I don't think that's healthy. I think that. You know the way I want to be in a relationship is to be both independent and have our own stuff going on, and come together when we when we want to, not when we need to.
3: Mm. I can totally so, relate to that. Yeah,
6: yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been a few. We've been together t- over two years, um, and it's just been so intense this whole time. And I think that if if it it's just too much, and you're you're constantly asking this question, then usually that's a sign. And Yeah, it's like oh, do I I just risk this? And because I still love him, this is the thing. My feelings haven't changed at all, but I kind of have this innate feeling that I need to be on my my own to figure this out. I can't be with him.
1: Yeah, and that feeling doesn't go away, does it? Like Mm, you kind of think that it will fade out. Mm. And 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 I remember now looking back, and I you know when I was in a um, a long term relationship, I remember the looking back in hindsight now. Um, and realizing that that there was one, there was a few things that were constant, and the, one of the constant was the question. And mm. I don't think I think you question sometimes in yeah. relationships, but I think it, to have it as a constant, I think means that maybe it's not about them, maybe it's not about something in it, but it, it is a lot of the time about you, mm. um, and where where you're at, which is oh, it's very very hard to um, to pull yourself out of, especially when there hasn't been a big event. I found that yeah. really had like a big, awful something, Yeah, you know? to make such a I big know. move. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
6: I know. I was looking back on my previous three relationships and the breakups. They just went up in flames. There was like <laughs> crying and like never speaking to each other ever again. And then this, you know, not that we've officially broken up, like we're using the month of November to really feel it fussed out, um but we are, yeah. There's been a discussion. Does like that, a is that has that made it?
3: Has that been harder?
6: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it mm. has because then you're like, oh wow, because we are in a conscious relationship. Mm. We talk about all our feelings and and everything across the spectrum. And so having this simple discussion of, hey, do you think we're well suited? Do you think that there's a few deal deal breakers here? And not having a yelling and screaming match and it being really calm and like, you know, holding each other's hands and crying and looking into
1: each other's eyes Mm, and just knowing that we kind of feel better from Mm, this mm. feeling of like, that's so separating, and I, th- and I think when you make those decisions, regardless of where you land, um, from my experience, you—it's really so sad, but you know it's the right when you when you start to have a conversa- a serious one because you yeah. know I used to have them all the time as threats or you know different yeah. kinds of bits and pieces, mm. unhealthy different things to to gain power, but it was so uh, not the case because you would just throw it and they were so empty. Um, but when you really do that feeling of um of knowing that it is hurting so much but it is healthier yeah is just it's i reckon one of the hardest things you can go through
3: when when yeah. you say rosie this fear of being alone i mean are you are you going back to a time where uh, you were on your own and you didn't and you and you found that difficult like you've just said that there are you know a few relationships in the lead up to this one do mm. do you do you feel like you're i don't know you cast your mind back to a place where you were before when you're on your own and you're you're scared of that or or i don't know where do you reckon that kind of fear comes from
6: yeah i think you hit the nail on the head and and that's uh, i haven't even really thought about that but if you do think back to the time when you were last single and if it wasn't a healthy positive time yeah. then of course it's, it's not like I'm going to start to look forward to it
4: yeah. and I
6: think that that might be where I'm at at the moment because the, the last time I was single I was actually in a really good space but prior to that it t- t- sort of took a lot of pain to get into that really good space and it, I believe it was only from me being in that really healthy headspace that I attracted a great partner in mm-hmm. um, but before that you know there was a, a lot of binge drinking and jumping on tinder and just you know, hooking up with someone pretty easily and just h- kind of hurting myself over and over, and and not feeling like why why did, why am I still single? Why am I? Uh, who? why don't people love me or why isn't anyone sort of knocking down my door yeah, so there yeah. is that kind of looking back onto
3: that. It happened to one of my friends actually that was single for a really long time and then came out and probably lingered in a relationship a bit longer because of that fear and then I kept saying to her, I'm like, it's not the same, it's not going to be the same as before because I think there was this fear where she was like, you know, if if that means that I'm single, that automatically equals me being that's in that same space that she hated for a really long time mm. but you know, and in the end when the relationship ended, it, it wasn't that. Of course it was hard, but it wasn't it didn't automatically take her back to square one where she was before. Like because even throughout that relationship had still done a lot of, I don't know, self work and was in a probably um, the best headspace she'd ever been in. Yet there's that fear where you go, Fuck, is this gonna undo and all the work and will I I don't want to be back? Oh my there. god, yes.
1: Yeah. That's i agree exactly what I yeah and i think and i think rosie you have to remember that in this time is that you are different mm. you have evolved you yeah. have different skills and different wings and different you know different supports and different ways because you are wiser and you are a different mm. person and and it's so important. I mean, when my bestie went through grief after losing her mum, mm. and she would get, she would approach things that would scare her again, and she would think back to when she was in a really bad place. And I would remind her, and and she's reminded me in the past, you're not the same person. You have grown, and so it might still be hard, but it will be different. Mm. It really will mm. be different. Mm. And yeah, I and think, you know, I've yeah. grown
6: so much in this relationship. Mm. I don't know if you've ever been in a relationship with it quite a conscious spiritual man who will call you on your shit Mm, and who you know is equally as as vulnerable and Mm. and he almost wants the same things as you and it's, it's yeah it's it's really tricky yeah um, not to go back into that old space but knowing and thank you for reminding me i've grown i'm not that old rosie
1: yeah you're not yeah no you're, you're not. not you're just not you can't be can't no one can can't. Still stay it's still it's it's you're alive yeah so you had how many days between mm-hmm. that girl and you like yeah it's mm. just not and all the success you have had yeah this the last year like no way so and yeah. I well, believe it's a part of that is because of his support.
6: He's just energetic, emotional, supportive. You can do this. You've got course, this. Of yeah, course, of course. But yeah.
1: but you attracted that. Like and as much as yeah. you know, regardless of where you guys land, we're talking about you today.
6: Yeah, totally. Thank
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Feels like a coaching session. <laughs> oh man. So nice. It's so nice that you're sharing. It's yeah. really, really important. I can't even remember what I wanted to talk about now. What was it? The the eggs. Oh. The Jane. Yeah, I was like really <laughs> right in there. I was really feeling you. Missed anything from the Thinker Girls this week? Shame on you. <laughs> Jokes. Hit up thinkergirl.com.au. I was joking, seriously. Well, that's it for the first episode of the Summer Sessions or Summer Series, whatever we're calling I can't even remember. Um, if you do want to go back and listen to those episodes in full, thethinkergirls.com.au is where you do that. Uh, you can click the Listen tab. Uh, we will be back on air on our national radio show from the 23rd of January and we'll be rolling out these Summer Series um, and Summer Sessions over the next three weeks. Christy will be up next week. Uh, so make sure you share it. We'd love you to give us a review and really kickstart the year from uh, fresh, but again, um, without getting all corny, and I know that we've gone on and on about this, but uh, without you guys listening and without you um, being the biggest supporters and, and cheerleaders and fans of our show... Uh, and of this podcast show, we would never, ever in our wildest dreams be doing what we're doing. So we cannot thank you for spreading the good word and loving, loving us hard the way that you guys do. We've got a, an intimate posse. We're not some kind of big YouTube sensations or someone that got big viral videos. We have a real connection uh, with you guys. Um, and we really, really appreciate how much you back us and continue to back us. Uh, so thank you for listening. Uh, please continue to share our stuff if you love it. And I'll uh, I'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode. Till then, see ya, bye. Hey you. Not that we're particularly pushy, but you should absolutely listen next week. You will love our guests. Yeah. Wink wink. They can't see you, wink, mate. Yeah, I know. Well that's why I said it. Okay, I don't get it.
3: Well, I'm saying wink-wink because how else am I going to get across that I'm (laughs) wink-winking?
1: Oh, yeah, true. (laughs) All right, just listen (laughs) in to next week, please. Were (laughs) you eavesdropping on this conversation and want more? The girls are chitty-chatting away on Facebook, Snapchat and Instagram. You can download more podcasts at thethinkergirls.com.au. Hold up.